Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so this series is Rise of Divine Feminine, and I've been really thinking about who are the people that embody Divine Feminine to me. And it really is this energy where we're just talking about this energy of trust and just having faith and allowing but it's also very much, to me, it's an embodiment energy. It's a very physical thing, divine feminine, that then allows us to access uh, our guides, you know, whatever you want to call them, the, the non-physical yeah. aspect of ourselves. And that's what I realized when all the people that I was thinking about what I, who I wanted to interview, they're all very clear and very transparent about their relationship with the non-physical. So that's something I really wanted to get into. And you're one of those people that, to me, just totally embodying, totally embodying mm. that right now. Yeah. So do you yeah. want to start by telling us what divine feminine means to you and then maybe also how that relates to divine masculine? Okay. Um, well, in this dualistic world that we live in, where everything's dualistic, up and down, left and right, good and evil, um, love and fear, feminine, masculine. Um, we've been living in, uh, for quite some time now, for thousands of years, in a predominantly masculine um, environment, which has led to, it's not to say it's intrinsically wrong, the masculine energy, it's just out of balance. So that's then allowed for greed, power grabs, uh, uh, um, dog eat dog, a lack of empathy and compassion and all these kind of things. It's, it's it, as they say, it's a man's world and it kind of has been a man's world for quite some time. And because the balance hasn't been there and the balance of the opposing uh, um, counterbalance, the masculine obviously being the feminine energy, um, which to me is, as a Reiki master, the lower three chakras are your masculine and the top three chakras are your feminine. Now, predominantly in males, they'll, they'll, they'll navigate through life, mostly engaged with their lower three um, chakras and women tend to engage the higher three chakras. And that's become very evident in this, the awakening uh, as the spiritual communities are calling it uh, um, ascension wh whatever words resonate with you and that's why the vast majority of people that I've engaged with or that are my followers or that I see posting um, in terms whatever their whatever resonates with them whether it's their very well read on pharmaceutical industry or the financial institutions or the spiritual side of things what or, or the mums that are concerned parents and how their children are being educated and all these different aspects of women standing up. There's, I'd, I'd say it's a good 70% of the people that I see that are standing up and gathering and um, making the voices be heard are actually female. And the reason this is, is because they aren't as much engaged with the ego mind and the ego mind is the intellectual mind. And again, that's not to say that the ego or the ego mind is wrong or shouldn't be there. It's there to serve in balance. And so what you've got is predominantly females that are engaged in things like intuition, their emotions, their extrasensory perceptions, just a, a, a knowing something's not quite right and then engaging their motherly instincts their divine feminine energy which is it's a call to arms so to speak and um, whereas men are a lot slower on the uptake because they're much more engaged with their ego mind and they're well to be honest because they're not engaging their gut instinct they're not engaging any kind of intuition or anything like this and they're just literally reading facts and black and white predominantly unfortunately from outlets that are using propaganda to sway them. And that's where I'm seeing now this rise in the, the feminine energy is because we're moving into a, the age of Aquarius, the golden age, the awakening, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing. And as we're moving into this and the divine feminine energy is starting to rise up, we're starting to see all these warriors rise in accordance with that energy as well and it's waking them up so um 
what I'm seeing in terms of the divine feminine energy that's starting to rise is balance starting to be restored from a predominantly masculine world, energetic world, which has just been, it, it's, it's not right or wrong, it's just been in accordance with where consciousness has been and where the human collective mind has been. And now that's changing. And this is why I, uh, um, I get a bit of stick for it, but I, I say COVID's going to end up being one of the best things that ever happened to humanity. It really is because now it's shifted us from this um, male, egotistical, masculine, dog-eat-dog, out for myself. I'm going to accumulate as many material possessions as I possibly can, and it's competition time, and screw you if I step on you while climbing up the ladder, and that kind of energy and mentality that we've seen certainly throughout my life and, and yours, and the balance is starting to be restored. So that's the rise of the feminine energy for me, in short. Amazing, amazing. Can you speak as well on divine masculine and what that means to you? Um, the divine, the, the masculine side of things, that which, um, again, th there's a clear agenda at the moment to try and demonise masculine men. They're very, much, they're very much needed just as much as the divine feminine. So the nurturers, the healers, the empaths in the divine feminine side of things, we need them for a balanced world and a and right down to the level of just communities. We need those individuals, those women typically that it resides within. And on the men's side of things, we need them to protect. We need them to fight when they need to fight. We need them to stand up. So they're a little bit slower on the uptake at the moment, it seems. But um, as the divine feminine energy is starting to come up and the balance starts to be restored, I I believe we're moving, no, I not believe, I know we're moving into a time now where the men that are truly engaged with their masculine energy, which then within them is to look after the vulnerable of society. And that's something I always feel very strongly about. I'm doing all this because I want to look after the, I want to provide a future for the children that I'm proud to leave behind for when I leave this physical body. And I want to respect um as we should all be doing respect and look after our elders so the most vulnerable in society and the children and our elders and people that don't have the opportunities that people like me and you have been given they're our most vulnerable in society and it's up for the masculine energy to stand up and protect and it's the feminine energy to nurture and heal and bring people together and give empathy and compassion and all these things. So the two, when in balance, are in perfect harmony. And so the divine feminine and the masculine energy are as, as they are meant to be. It's just unfortunately they've been out of balance for such a long time. And what we're seeing transpiring now is the balance start to be restored. Beautiful. So beautifully put. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, there's so many things I want to ask you. Maybe we'll start with the fact that, you know, one of the reasons I love your, you know, everything you're putting out is that you are totally um, aware of how dark it gets and how, mm -hmm. you know, really deep it gets. Yeah. But still you maintain this really strong positivity and clear vision, which I share. Just I'm so... 111% sure I say that this is going to be the most beautiful thing ever. So could you speak on that for us? Is like how, yeah, where, where does that positivity come from? And what is your, where does that vision come from? What is that vision um, to you? Well, my short answer is um, unwavering faith. That's my short answer. I have unwavering faith in God and my life and everything that's transpired throughout my life, all the crazy synchronicities, for me uh, and all the amazing people that have very similar stories, there is a plan in action that I do know. There is a divine plan in action. And it is my knowing, not understanding, but my knowing that God will not forsake humanity. So I know we will make it through. And I love analogies. So in this analogy, um, if we are to 
rebuild anew, bring heaven to earth, uh, you know, bring in the thousand years of peace, you know, whatever resonates with you, whatever um, way of describing it. And for this to transpire, there has to be a total collapse. There has to be. So in this analogy, I always describe it as if the temple that was built that doesn't serve you and you know it's rotten, the, the wood within this temple, the beams that give it support are rotten through to the core. You know it's starting to fall to pieces. The systems that, were, that, that once upon a time maybe served this temple now don't work anymore because things have moved along. And the only way that we can replace this temple is by actually going within it, breaking it down, so it becomes a complete rubble and then start to remove it and then build a new. Now in this analogy, one, where we are in terms of this analogy right now is we're starting to see the temple crumble. And this is why I encourage people to celebrate this. You know fine well that if you've just bought a plot of land and you've got this temple that's on it and it's rotten to the core and it doesn't serve a, it doesn't it's not fit for purpose for humanity anymore for us to be able to live in there peacefully you know you're going to have to tear it down and you wouldn't get upset about the fact you're observing now the crumbling of this temple and this rubble that remains you just know it's an observational truth of what needs to transpire before you can start to rebuild anew so when I start to see the, the temple fall, i.e. the mainstream media losing viewers and losing its grip on people's minds through propaganda, when I start to see all the politicians resigning, hanging each other and all these kind of things, when I start to see people stand up and become united, this is the, the, the literal equivalent of this temple starting to crumble. And it's gonna come, very, it's gonna come soon. And when it collapses, I'll be celebrating and encourage everybody else to celebrate. So don't get upset that you're seeing a perception of the world falling apart right now, because for us to have shifted from very dark times with a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary in the billions of people suffering, for us to move into a balanced feminine masculine age of aquarius golden age and all this stuff for us to be able to move into that there's going to be a little bit of chaos the temple's going to crumble and it's going to get messy and it means we're going to have to get our hands dirty and it means we're all going to have to chip in to remove the, the rubble and then set, start to set new foundations and all that kind of stuff so yeah that that's that's it summarized for me in an analogy I, I've seen this temple in my whole life. I feel like my whole life has been in preparation for this time. Do you feel the same? Have you been aware of it forever? Like, Yeah, um, well, if you, if you were to speak to my mum, who's one of my number one fans, um, she'd tell you for well over a couple of decades, if you'd have said to me, you know, what you're going to do with your life, I would tell you, I'm not here to live a normal life. And when I say normal, I mean the 2.5 children, get a mortgage, and I'm not um, boo-hooing any of that. If that makes you happy and that's what the path you've chosen, you know, uh, um, good luck to you and I hope you enjoy it. And um, for me, I've always just known that was a, a deeper meaning to my life, my purpose being here. And think girlfriends used to think I was crazy way back when I used to say, you just won't have a normal life for me. And they used to kind of laugh and like, all right. But then I was immovable. I'd be like, I can't have children. Well, why? Because something's coming and I need, to, and I'll be busy and I won't be able to be a father that I want to be where I'm fully uh, um, attentive to my children and my wife and all that kind. It's just not possible for me yet. I haven't done what I need to do, why I'm here. And I was saying that kind of thing well over 20 years ago. So yeah, I've known for quite a long time that um, I would be involved in something that helps bring in this new world. Can I ask you about the 144,000? Because I realized as well that nearly everyone that I'm speaking to refers to the 144. What, what does that mean to you? Okay, good question. Um, so something I've, I, I, I'm not a religious person, I'm a spiritual person. Um, I'm, I'm obviously a man of God, um, but 
I'm very well read on religion and scriptures and things like this. It's to summarize very briefly, most religions in some capacity, not all, but most religions have been corrupted to some degree, um, misunderstood, mistranslated and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm a massive fan of a guy called Jordan Peterson. And I completely agree with him when he says the Bible is full of prophecy, but also profound wisdom. It is the most profound book of wisdom on the planet. And it truly is. But from a prophetic side of things and prophecy being telling the future. So anyone that's been to see a clairvoyant and paid, you know, 50 quid for their half hour or whatever and had some great insights and stuff. That's essentially what prophetic is, just telling the future. Um, so the, the Bible is full of prophecies and much of those prophecies are playing out right now. And one of the prophecies within the Bible is the gathering of the 144,000 light workers. Now, it's not necessarily contained within exactly 144,000 light workers, but it's my understanding from reading the scriptures if there's 144,000 light workers that come together and hold the same intents and thoughts at the same time, the energy of that is able to tip consciousness to wherever they hold their intention. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I read about this 144,000 and it used to give me tingles up my spine because it'd excite me. And then I thought to myself, well, if that's prophetic and that's been prophesied that that would transpire, who's to say that it's not going to be me that gathers the 144,000 light workers? So I took it upon myself to do that. Um, and I only started a few months ago, and I must admit, um, the individual that runs my Reiki page, Heather, um, is phenomenal. Um, I wouldn't have just the page is brilliant, doing great, the interactions are great. And um, she's running that side of things. But so far, we've gathered about 200 or so people that have trained up in Reiki level one and two in just a few months. So over the next, it's a, it's a two to three year plan for me. But where it'll really start to gather momentum is what I've done is with everyone that attends my Reiki course, level one and two for the day, and then passes, if they go and do 50 hours of free service, whether that's with children, the elderly, animals, or, uh, um, homeless shelters, whatever it is, you go and rack up 50 hours of free service to humanity that, that, that need it, the needy, and then produce that, show me you've done your 50 hours, I'm then going to start to train them up to become Reiki masters, and then I'm going to give them all of my content, my, my PowerPoint presentation, manuals, a whole lot, to go and replicate exactly what I'm doing. So then when we have a body of Reiki masters, then training people up in Reiki level one and two, then we'll start to see this massive snowball effect where all these numbers start to gather. And if the prophecy is right, and I'm the man that's gathering them, I'm hoping by 2023, we'll have that 144,000 light workers that are all connected um, through my Reiki Academy, and we're going to be able to do some amazing things, not just from a perspective of um, meditation and holding intent and all that kind of stuff, but the power of those individuals when I get them to work on specific ley lines, when we go to sacred sites, when we align with certain portals like the Lion Gate portal recently and all that kind of stuff, we'll be able to really make things happen. And as the Bible says, when two or more gather in the name of God, miracles can happen. So you imagine 144,000 beings all gathered with the same one intent, one thought at the same time. It, it literally can shift those timelines. We can collectively with those that body, that mass body, you can literally shift the whole consciousness onto different timelines and ones that serve humanity because obviously the intent would be there to serve to a higher purpose. So that's that's my take on the 144,000. There's three, there's three things I've always seen. One is um, 
like trauma centers. They're like, um, we take over like old hospitals and government buildings and everything and make them into healing centers. Mm. One is like a concert that really raises the frequency, raises cool. the vibration. But the other one is that all we have to do is be at the same time at different power points around the world and hold hands. And that's, mm. that's it. It's that simple. You have to yeah. hold hands. <laughs> that's it. There you go. It's because um, what I can tell you is when you, you start to physically connect these energetic bodies, the energy goes way higher. It isn't just going up by a point. It almost doubles with each person that comes together. So when they all start to hold hands, the energy goes through the roof. And, and I'm sure I'm, I'm speaking to someone who's uh, um, well practice and versed in this kind of thing even when you just get a small amount of people together to hold hands and build energy up you can build it up to a point where the room is like a sauna so you like i say so you imagine when tens of that hundreds of thousands of people come together and hold that same intent uh, and something you just said there i've got my eyes on and i've i said it a long time ago i've seen a military base that's um no longer in use it's been decommissioned and i've got my eyes on it and i want to buy this bit this military base which is in north wales and that's somewhere where i want to bring children orphan children and children off the streets and such like to bring them in and they will literally live on the camp so so i'm taking them out of the system that doesn't serve them where they just become lost um and there is so and when we get this up and running and it's successful and it will be and i've got some brilliant people behind me that's going to back me ex-military and you know uh, um, people with a lot of income that can help fund this kind of thing um then I, what i would like is in every county to replicate this where we have some kind of decommissioned military base or a school or whatever it is where we can accommodate children, learn, teach them meditation, teach them Reiki, teach them how to grow food, nurture, look after pets, the lot. And, and so that's where, because that's where things are moving to now. All of the systems are about to collapse. Parents no longer have much trust in the schooling systems because they've become corrupted. So we really, where my focus now and energy is going towards is the bigger picture, the, the, the long game now, because now moving into, yeah, it's great to observe. We've all done our part in exposing the truth and waking people up so they can align themselves with the truth. And now as they align with the truth, all that is not of the truth starts to fall apart. So we're starting to witness that now, which we just touched on, but that's all well and good. We have to have things now ready in place to replace those old systems that no longer served us. So that's where all my focusing and, and energy is going towards now. So that's why I've not been on my Instagram quite as much. Um, I'm still beating the drum a little bit and sharing posts that help wake people up and all that kind of stuff. But um, at this stage now, I, I feel you've either woke up to it or you've turned your back on the truth because there's so much information out there now um I, I don't believe people are that stupid they're just choosing to turn away from the truth so at this stage for me i think we've almost got those that have woke up and that are ready and aligning themselves with the truth and those that are not so those that are not to a degree you might as well forget about leave them to it and we need to focus now on coming together sharing ideas supporting each other and literally just start now to start to build the new world because it's up to us we've got to take ownership of this and we've got to start building a new world because if we rely on politicians and banksters and all these corrupted systems we just go back to the old ways yeah. so now that's where my energy and focus is going towards that kind of thing yeah amazing amazing <laughs> can we talk more about i don't know how what time you give it but the grid work the when you're clearing ley lines can you tell mm -hmm. us about that what you're doing okay um oh it's a big question because it's it's um a lot of people think i just go and stand on a big hill and then put my arms in the air and start going oh 
praise the God, bringing good energy. It, it's it's a lot more complex than that. Um, okay, so for example, um, the 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 London City one. So I moved the Michael Mary line because uh, I, I knew how to do this, and it was confirmed by people that would be referred to as druids. Uh, I don't know if you know much about druids, but they have a very deep understanding of ley lines, megalithic rocks, and all this kind of stuff. Um, they're like wizards, really. That, that's what they are. They're like wizards. And um, the, the count, the, 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 they're the masculine energy of witches, if you like, the feminine witches. Um, and these guys confirmed that I'd successfully moved the ley line through the city of London. And the reason that I did this, and I was able to anchor them in place. So the gold capstones that you see on the top of governmental buildings and religious buildings, um, once upon a well, still are used, but they were, they were predominantly used for channeling energy up into ley lines. So to give you a bit of a, an insight as to how this may work. So the dark forces, what they would do is they would build buildings that could be churches, cathedrals, governmental buildings, uh, um, the Pentagon, Vatican, many buildings like this. Um, they will be built on ley lines. Now, these are just like lines where energy can move across. So that's, they're, they're literally, a, they're a means of sending and receiving energy. There's more to it than that, but this is at the basic level. Now, what they've known to do is, if you can control the ley lines and the energy that runs through them, so I'll simplify it, love or fear, basically, love or fear. So when the Million March in London were marching down the ley line, they were all in love. It was, you know, they all had the intentions there of peace, unity, brother and sisterhood and all those things, the love, the love energy. So that will have fed through the ley lines. It would have literally gone into the ley lines and reverberated through the ley lines. Now, the dark side of things also use this method. But what they would do is they would cause atrocities, mass atrocities on the ley lines. And they would try and drive fear as much as possible as they can through these ley lines. So events like 9-11 and all this kind of stuff would be perfect for them. So if fear is running through the ley lines and the ley lines is, connect, is energetically connected to consciousness, it's, it's almost like a hack, a matrix hack of controlling consciousness. So that's why when um, you see sacrificial altars, so I'm not, I know a lot of people are starting to become aware of how dark things really get and all the child sacrifices and such like that once upon a time was just thought that we used to do that way back, you know, a long time ago, and we don't do it anymore. But people are waking up to the fact that this is still very much a practice that happens today, if not more now than ever before. And these places of under the perception of holy sites, religious sites, where they have these sacrificial altars, is where they would actually do these certain rituals. And if they perform rituals in a certain way, if every thought, word, and action, has an energetic frequency, and we understand words have an energetic frequency, words said in a certain way, in a certain sequence, with certain words within them, incantations, they're called, spells is another word to describe them. When you uh, um, use these kind of spells and incantations with a vibrational frequency to them, and then add with that the element of fear through sacrifice, it's a very powerful energy that brings consciousness down. So what my, myself and my team have been doing is counteracting that. So when we've been able to find where there's been mass uh, um, genocide and things like that. So for example, one of the first places I cleared that was a real heavy, dark energy was Auschwitz. So I went to Auschwitz maybe maybe six years ago now, and there was about 19 of us. Uh, and we went in and completely changed the energy and flipped it from a heavy, dense energy because of all those souls that had been put into a state of fear. And this is why 
Uh, I know I'm going a bit off piece here, but anyway. So, uh, but this is why um, the gas chambers and such like were used. They wanted to make sure that the individuals seen what was about to happen to them so that their soul literally became broken. So their spirit literally became broken so that when their spirit leaves their physical body, the energy is in such a state of fear and low vibration that it gets trapped. And this is your description of hell on earth. So they're literally trapped as an energy. So what we would do is go in and raise the vibration so high that it would raise the stagnant energy or past souls so that they can return upwardly heaven, if you, you know, want to call it that. And we would use that through the ley lines. So that's something that we've been doing for quite some time and still do, as well as working with making sure everyone was speaking um, over the weekend about the Lion's Gate portal and everyone celebrates the fact that we've got these Lion Gate portal moments and all this kind of stuff. What they don't realise is there are people behind the scenes making sure that it's open and not tampered with and making sure that it's not been inverted and that the actual portal has been secured before that event takes place. So, yeah, there's a lot to it. Um, portals, vortexes, ley lines sacrificial sites to be cleared yeah and the list goes on <laughs> if people if people are like are new to that kind of information is there like a starting point how they can because because i do it as well but for me it's as it sounds like it's for you it's all very it's just guided like i just hmm. got told what to do so if someone was gonna wanted to get involved in that kind of work, is there somewhere somewhere you could direct them to start like helping? Um, do you know what? As long as you go to any ley line, there's a few things I would recommend that you do. So please, if the, if someone is going to go and do this on the back of these comments, please make sure they follow these instructions because if you open yourself up but don't close yourself down, you can put yourself in some serious danger. And uh, I can testify that because I've done um, I've done so many um, they'll be referred to as exorcisms, um, but I don't like to use that word because people get a bit scared and think, oh shit. Basically, energies of a low vibration can come into your energy field and latch on. And I've seen this so many times, and people will have experienced this on a subtle level. So they'll have experienced it where they've gone and spoke to a certain individual and walked away from the conversation feeling like shit. Like literally the life has been sucked out of them. That's you sh sharing energy and opening yourself up. So the moment you have a conversation with somebody, if you're not consciously protecting your energy fields so that they can't penetrate your energy field, they will. And it's not because they're sinister, it's, un it's unknown to them. It's just an energy exchange. So that's something to be mindful of. When you're stepping into a ley line, you are having an energy exchange. So if you go into the ley lines, first thing I'd say is make sure you do something to become aware of your energy field and intention is enough. So what I mean by that is you would, um, when I teach on my Reiki days, is I get them all to visualize their energy field or their aura, whatever you want to call it. And I tell them to give it a color, whatever resonates with them. And I get them to imagine this energy field that moves through every muscle and cell of their body, but it's also external of their body. And it can expand and retract. And this is their energy field. Now, when you become aware of your energy field, so you become conscious of it, you actually become in control of it. And then the next thing you need to do is just set the intentions. So in this example, I would say, I'm, you know, you could say for work, I'm going into work now. There is a lot of negative energies but my vibration is high and no vibrations that are not of the highest in alignment with my core beliefs of love, peace, unity will not penetrate my energy field. And that alone is enough to make sure your energy fields are protected. So before you go into a ley line, become consciously aware of your energy field, set the intentions that no other energies can come into it because this is free will. So this is how it works. If you set that intention, no lower energies can latch in, okay, as long as you set the intention. And then go and move into the ley lines. Let's say it's the St. Michael and Mary line. 
that runs from um, down in Cornwall at St. Michael's, Mount, Mount St. Michael, all the way across to off, um, Norwich. If you went to some, maybe the Tor or another monument or another well-known site that people go to, and if you just stand within it and give intentions of the highest, love, whatever it is you want to manifest, love, peace, unity, whatever, and as long as you do that and put the energy in, you actually will feel it, and then you're also contributing. So that's that'd be my very rough, basic guide to working with airlines. If I went beyond that, it, it could be dangerous. So I just wouldn't. And what I would say is, and a lot of people message me saying they want to help out with airlines, and I give very similar advice and say, oh, but I want to do more. I'm like, if it's not your calling, if it was your calling, you'd already know how to do this. So it wasn't your calling to work with them on a much militant sort of way, I suppose, as I am with my team. Um, so, yeah, so just it can be dangerous, you see. It can be very dangerous when you start messing, not messing, because I don't want to sound condescending, but if you go in to try and manipulate ley lines, shift them, move them in a certain way, and you don't know what you're doing, it could be very dangerous. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, you've referred a few times to, like, the golden age, the awakening. Um, I don't really like the word ascension. I'm trying to find a word that I like better, but can you explain to us what the ascension process means to you? Like what, what is the shift that we're going through right now? Oh, um, good question. Well, it's slightly different for everybody, um, but essentially we are moving from the lower three chakras into all of the chakras becoming balanced so again it goes back to the masculine the feminine energy becoming in balance so we will all as a collective and everybody's slightly different into I, there's this scale i call it, this the, the consciousness scale now if you were to observe some countries they're very low on the conscience scale and um, for me one of the lowest conscience scale countries i've ever been to is egypt so I don't know if you've ever been to Egypt, but consciously, very low. Saudi Arabia, very low. Um, Turkey, pretty low. So there's a lot of countries like this that are consciously quite low. And on this chart, that there would be at about 300, resonating at about 300. Still very masculine energy, very suppressive still, not very open to, to spirituality, um, tend to be very controlling, predominantly through religious sort of indoctrinations and such, such like and we're starting to break free from that so this ascension or this awakening process that we're going through is we're starting to free ourselves through shifting up vibration i.e our consciousness is starting to rise in accordance with the collective in accordance with the earth in accordance with the solar system the galaxy and the universe it's all going through a higher vibrational shift so everyone's conscience as it starts to rise and as it rises up it brings you up into your higher three chakras as well then you start to see that people are becoming much less materialistic and wanting to to gain so many material things and looking externally looking externally to give them pleasures they're starting to look inwardly and they're starting to look inwardly and starting to align themselves with what can I do to contribute? How can I be a pillar of the community? What can I do to help the children or, or the elderly or to wake people up? So people are starting to get back their power, They're starting to wake up within. So when this golden age or the age of Aquarius has really, we're really in it, we're moving in it now as we really move into it, we will start to see beings much more engaged with a sense of community brother and sisterhood uh, uh, and and contribution over i what can i get from this uh, and materialism and that's it simplified for me all the needless suffering and manufactured wars uh, uh, and this guise that they've been using of bringing democracy to these countries where the UN and the US and, and the UK military complex go into countries and basically rape the lands of all their resources, it will start to come to an end. It'll come to an end because these conscious beings are now starting to make their way 
up in terms of leadership roles. So in 10 years time, I know that most of the political, what I don't like using political sort of way of thinking, but the leaders, the leaders of the communities and the countries will be much more in alignment with peace. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I've seen you speak about a few times, which I've become really much more aware of in the last year, is spiritual bypassing and how within the so-called new age spiritual communities, there's just as much kind of hijacking and distortion that goes on. I'd love you to speak on that because, you know, most of the people that follow me or would be listening to me would be more in that world. And I think then a lot of times people feel like there's something off with them. They don't realize necessarily that it's something off with the the people that they're listening to or watching so i'd love for you to just expand on that cool yeah good question um okay these are great questions by the way I like these um oh where do we start with this okay let me start with what i perceive to be a spiritual person first of all uh, um so then i'll go into the new age rather than just me going there sounding like i'm slagging off new ages I'll give you my perception of what a truly spiritual person is and then um, talk about the new age side of things. So a truly spiritual person is a state of beingness. And this state of beingness is very, very simply put as are they a good person? Do they want to contribute? Do they serve others? And that's pretty much it. Now, it's got nothing to do with how many esoteric spiritual books you've read it doesn't matter how good you are at yoga it doesn't matter how long you've been a vegan for or any of these things because in actual fact and i'm sure you'll be able to testify the same some of these individuals are the most egotistical people i've ever met in my life and it's not very spiritual at all so a spiritual individual more often than not probably doesn't even call themselves spiritual and doesn't isn't even aware that the spiritual they're a good person because no harm and they whenever they can or see an opportunity to contribute help in some way shape or form you are a spiritual person forget everything else now to move into the new age thing what i've seen and, and i'm going to generalize here and obviously when you generalize it's useful as a point of reference but also it means that some people will be offended because you've thrown them in that generalization. So if it doesn't resonate with you and this doesn't apply to you, great, happy days. But for me, most new agers at the moment are very egotistical. They're wanting to be Instagram famous. They're wanting to be seen as the guru that everyone reaches out to and all this kind. And I've had so many new agers and because of um, my Instagram, although I'm at the moment, I'm like, you can't even find me or anything, but which is fine because I'm busy behind the scenes anyway. But um, I've had so many of the new age types message, can we do this, that and the other together? And they've just not resonated with me because I've actually felt like you're just in this because you want to get greater following because you want more views on your channel and stuff. And whatever, that's fine. If that's your aim of the game, go for it. But I don't want to play a part in that. And when I've refused uh, or not been interested in doing some of them, they've been getting on the high horse and getting at me. And da, da, da. So for me, the energy of the new age, one, they all say the same thing, that we are all gods. And I completely disagree with it. We're an aspect of God. If we were all gods, the world wouldn't be in such a shit state that it's in now. We're all an aspect of God. We're all co-creators we haven't got the ability to create a world of our own. We can only create the world as a collective when we come together as one. Now, the New Agers will, their, their kind of thought process, their line of thought is along the lines of, and many of them have said it to me, that ignore what's happening in the world. It's not real. Just align yourself with the world is actually an amazing place and none of that badness is going on and it'll transpire. And that's just not the truth at all. It's just not. For us to really, really shift as a collective and put an end to this darkness and bring balance back, we actually have to 
acknowledge the darkness and align ourselves with it, take ownership of the fact that Einstein said it best. The problem isn't that evil exists. The problem is that good people have gone quiet and we have to take ownership as I do. It's my fault as well as everybody else's. We're at this stage because we've been docile, we've been unresponsive, we've been too self-absorbed and we've not paid attention. And the new ages, for me, don't help that. They just from predominantly is all about self-enlightenment, self-attainment, doing the next course in X, Y, and Z. Now, if you're doing those things because it's going to expand your knowledge so you can contribute to the collective, happy days. But the vast majority of them, in my experience, don't. It's just all about self-attainment, self-enlightenment, whatever that is. So that's my issue with the new ages. The new ages for me are almost, uh, um, I compare them to the deeply indoctrinated, immovable religious types that will just, you know, I've had many people say to me, I can't come in your Reiki course because the Bible said it's the work of the devil. And I'm like, yeah, but just, just look at what it is. I can give you, we've done over 200 people now and not in one case has any of them come back and gone, yeah, I regret that. Uh, I don't like the fact that I can actually self-heal. I don't like the fact that I've become more in tune with energy. I don't like the fact that I'm able to help heal others. And even in, within the Bible, when it speaks about many of the saints and Jesus and such like, and Mary Madeline and, and all those from the Mary line, they were healers. And the Bible actually speaks about the healers. What do they think they were doing? So they've got one part within this Bible where they're saying, you, any kind of Reiki hypnosis, that kind of stuff is dark. And it's not, I can testify that. But then also in the same breath, it's what Jesus was doing, which is very contradictive. So the new ages and the strict religious types that are immovable, that are just so indoctrinated and have to follow the book rather than follow their own knowing and their heart, they're the one in the same for me, the one in the same. Brilliant, brilliantly put. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think most people don't realise that and they're just like confused. Yeah, and, and, and to add to that, it's, um, I think a lot of people think that, that are new to this, they're thinking that the new age spiritual thing is just what spirituality is. They think to become spiritual, I have to follow these new age spiritual types. And it's not the truth. Just right. align your, just, to become spiritual so your vibration starts to shift so you become more conscious and you become as you become more conscious then the collective becomes more conscious because it has a knock-on effect if everyone starts to become more conscious the, the best way to do that is to become mindful of your thoughts words and actions become mindful of your thoughts words and actions and if your thoughts words and actions are of the highest vibration so what can I do to help? How can I serve myself and others? How can I heal myself and others? How can I be as good a person as possible? And all those kind of things. That's how you become a spiritual person. That's how you become conscious. That's how you raise your vibration. And then the exciting thing is, as you start to climb up this chart of consciousness and you go from the, you know, um, bit of tongue in cheek, but someone that's wearing a mask in the car on their own, is a very low conscious, they're at about 200s. So they're going to struggle. But someone that's sort of like a four or 500, when they start becoming conscious of their thoughts, words and actions, and when you start to become aware of it, you have to become aware of things like, you know, when you'd normally, oh, look at that dickhead, you know, just that chitter chatter in your brain that's, that, that's not being too kind to your fellow brothers and sisters. It lowers the vibration, really brings it down. Fear is the greatest weapon against consciousness to really bring it down. And that's why most our the propaganda is all fear-based, fear-based, fear-based. Bring consciousness down. So you've got to become aware of that. Step out of fear. Do everything as much as you possibly can while still knowing that we are perfectly imperfect and won't always get it right. But align yourself with those three thoughts, words, and actions, correct them as much as you possibly can, 
And if everybody did that, the world would change instantly. So that's it for me, basically. <laughs> All right, last question. Okay. So tell us, what does New Earth look like to you when, we're, when we've kind of got through this birthing process? Tell us how beautiful and glorious it looks to you. Describe it. Oh, good. oh beautiful. <laughs> what a great way to end the show. Um, for me, it's, uh, you know, I've used the, the temple analogy. So let's imagine now the temple's been built. It's got, it's got new foundations, new systems that serve humanity rather than rinse them of their money and, and, and their lands and everything else. And essentially, what we're going to see transpire is most definitely for someone like myself and I know many others, I, I once I've got through these next few years of working with the ley lines and collecting the 144,000, um, I really want to start motivating and gathering new leaders. So these new leaders, we need to infiltrate the system so we can start to steer the ship in a new direction. And once we do that, to very simply put, if we get, not if, when we get in the system and change it, the wars which have all been manufactured, and I was in the military for 12 years, so I've got in-depth knowledge and I studied. I wanted to know why I was in the country I was in. I wanted to know what this war was truly about, not just accept the, the mission statements and narrative we were being given. And then it led me down a rabbit hole of studying all the wars way, 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 way back. And all of them have been corrupted. None of them were for the greater good of humanity. None of them were to bring peace. And when wars stop, the world will know peace. And then if you think about all of the money of all the developed nations that goes towards funding wars, and then you redistribute that money to the people, we will see many things come to an end. Homelessness, the needless suffering, starving children, all that kind of stuff. So that's where the world's heading for me. We need to shift this conscious, collective consciousness to a state that all the new leaders, that when they announce themselves and start to step in as a new leader, all the conscious beings will recognize the truth in this leader, elect them, and wars will come to an end. The corruption within the pharmaceutical industry will come to an end. Uh, and that's it, basically, summarised in a more practical way of explaining I think, it. I think you should be the leader of the country. <laughs> I promise you, I'm either going to get there or they're going to kill me, one or the other. <laughs> I want to run the NHS. It's going to be called the National Healing Service. So if you're, if you're in the country, can I be the person in charge of the NHS? <laughs> Consider it done. <laughs> Definitely, I like that. Beautiful. You're amazing. So amazing. Thank you so much. You just spoke you so articulately, so beautifully. Thank you very much. We'll have to do it again sometime. <laughs>